Hear ye, hear ye, it is thee, thy nerd boy D. With thy nerd boy B, we are the motherfucking nerd boys. <laughs> and we're here to give you some more amazing, amazing content. It's been a lot going on in the, the world of professional sports, professional wrestling, and just a lot of shit. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. And got to give a big shout out to Nerd Boy B with this podcast. Follow, finish your wrestling. I don't know why I always say follow your wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but finish your wrestling. It's an awesome, amazing podcast. Him and he goes by Michael. Michael Demera. Michael Demera. <laughs> yeah. And whatever name, Keith. <laughs> yeah, Steve, uh, Nerd Boy Skeefy. He, yeah, he goes by yeah. different names. Clint Bobsky. Yeah. We have a new name every episode. Yeah, <laughs> it's confusing. Yeah. But um, we, we're just going to call him AKA. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd so, Boy Skeet, AKA, whatever name you pick for that show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about it, and you know how I go. I like to say my favorite line. Cue the intro. Hey. Are you ready? Nerd Boys, 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 Ooh yeah, Nerd Boys, 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 Nerd Alright, so we are back, the Nerd Boys, Nerd Boy D, Nerd Boy B, we're here to talk some football, wrestling, hold on, hold on, I gotta say that again, wrestling, wrestling, we up here sipping some uh, Pancho's Legacy Lager, Mexican style lager in memory of uh, Pancho Villa, one of the most famous Bills fans ever, and uh, passed away. Back in 2019. Right. <laughs> yeah, he had like a Ray Mysterio mask with the, with the, with the sombrero. Mm -hmm. And he lived in Texas, but damn near came to at least, what's it, like at least one Bills game per year? A couple. But uh, yeah, rest in peace, Pancho Villa. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get the job done for you going forward, uh, especially with these playoffs coming up. And we face the Miami Dolphins, who will. Be without Tua this weekend. They still in concussion mm -hmm. protocol, which uh, I feel is the right move. Just you know, he's still 24 years old. He's still a young man, and yeah, you know, like just like with Demar Hamlin, you know, when it comes to your career versus your overall health, you know, career every day, all day. Yeah, Tua even better than so many injuries. And yeah, you want to see him out there, mm -hmm. but. Not at the risk of him just being able to live a life after football. Right, because, you know, he's probably not going to feel this shit right away, but 10, 20, 30 years from now. Right. And like I said, he's still young. He's only 24 years old, so for him to go through the amount, like, and he's he's been injured every year of his professional career. So it's one of them things where it's just, like, long-term, like, he, he has some decisions to make. Like, we, we're even watching footage now of, some of his injuries. He he's had two recorded concussions this year, and we we know it's been more than that. At least three. 
At least. He got we definitely got one the Buffalo game. Mm-hmm. The Cincinnati game, you know. And then he played I think that whole Green Bay game. Yeah. And, or at least the majority of it. And and with Mike McDaniel, it was it gotta be a point as a coach where you gotta be like, all right, you know, I know you wanna play, I know you wanna be out here, I know you wanna be with your team, I know you wanna win, but you gotta sit it down and see you get better kid. Because at the end of the day, you know, your overall health means more to me than winning. Because we, you could be out four games, you could lose all four, fuck it. As long as, you know, week two. See, he got up shaking up. Like, we're watching it right now. Like, see, he couldn't even, he, he just fucking stumbled. Like, like yeah, they, they need to get their shit together in Miami. Yeah. So, another, uh, yeah. Gotta, gotta look out for his future when it comes to like, like we said, just him at life after football. Right, because like you know stuff was tough to watch. Yeah, like, you see a brain injury, and it's like, and like there's no time, there's no like time that like hey, your brain's gonna heal. Everybody's different. Like that injury shows everybody's different. Like some people can come back from concussion and bump stop. It might take two or three. Some yeah. people might miss one game, man. But like, everybody's brain is different. So like with just repeated concussions, like three over what the last four months is nuts. Like Yeah, this is a twenty four year old yeah. man we're talking about. he's young. He he's definitely You only get one brain, a, man. Right. <laughs> he definitely has a lot of life to live, you know, football player or not, but you're still a young man. You still like, you know, I'm 35 years old now, so, like, he he's a kid to me. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a 24-year-old kid to me. And it's like, you know, you, and just long-term, like, mood swings, everything that, like that, you know, CTE, you hear about that, you know, a lot with these athletes, you know, whether it's pro, pro football, pro hockey, uh, baseball, wrestling. And it's just like, you know, I think it's the right move to keep them off this game. Um, and, you know... People want to talk their shit. Yeah, if the Bills win, oh yeah, they didn't have Tua. But at the end of the day, they does had it really? Last time we played. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really matter at this point. This kid's it's overall our, health. It's not our fault, you know. Yeah, it's just we, they got to play a game whether Tua is there or not. Yeah, and then on top of that, it's just like you know, I mean, football is a violent game. People can't use that as an excuse, right? Yeah. Because if the 49ers lose, they can say, well, we didn't have Trey Lance. We didn't have Jimmy G. Well, y'all didn't have them for a long time. Two hasn't played the game in, like, what, four weeks, three weeks now going on? Damn near. So it's like, you know, it's a reason they still play the game. They don't play it because one person ain't playing. Lamar Jackson not playing, but I'm pretty sure Ravens fans were like, if we had him, we would win, of course. Yeah, but speaking of. quarterback. So speaking of, like. You know, I was speaking to somebody yesterday, and, uh, like, we we talked about Lamar Jackson, and it's just like, Lamar just wants out of Baltimore. No injury. Uh, I think I think he hurt more than they say he is. It's either that or he's, you know, he's sitting out because he wants a new contract, and they just not going to say that. So, it's, it's either it's bad, right. though. I think... They were gonna pay him. They were gonna have to pay him more. When Marv was on that run, they were four and one. They only lost to us. 
Miami, of course, even though they should have won that game. They should have won. Like they were like five and two, six and two. Like and then Lamar got hurt. Mm-hmm. It's like they were on a run. Like they still got into the playoffs, and Lamar hasn't played in like four, five weeks, and he still managed to get in the oh, playoffs. Yeah. Literally, That's literally how high limping. he had them. Like yeah, literally <laughs> limping into the playoffs. Right. Like he literally still got in with backups and third string quarterbacks. So it's like I think. He's hurt more than what they're saying, and they just don't want to say it because, you know, now it's like, well, we don't have to pay you, you know, X amount of dollars because you got hurt. Like, now we don't know if your knee is, like, good, you know? Right. But Lamar Jackson, like, he's young, man. His knee be fine. Yeah. His knee be just fine. They said the same thing about Adrian Peterson when he got hurt, and he came back and ran for 2,000 yards. Right. (laughs) Like, he'll be fine, like. Yeah. Gotta get him at his money. Yeah, so for uh, for uh, you know for him, Lamar Jackson, like running is a strong part of his game too. Mm-hmm. So like depending on the seriousness of his knee injury, do you see that affecting his game going forward? Uh, if they keep the offense how it is, they gotta give him some receivers outside of Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. They gotta give him another you know target threat. Mm-hmm. Like they got receivers. I don't want to downplay their receivers. It's, it was getting busy on us, but <laughs> right. Uh, but I think they need to get him like, like a DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae, like that one guy that you know, like I right, we got to cover him. And now they take some pressure off him having to run all the time. Yeah. So yeah, their passing game is very scary. It's like you can take Mark Andrews out, you know, safety, linebacker, double team, and it's like your receivers they're not, you know. Those guys to we got to double this guy this week. Like, nah, we don't want one on one play our game plan and mm-hmm. rush the passer, you know? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I was it's definitely gonna change this game a little bit though, but I don't, if they don't get no receivers, he's gonna be running again, right? <laughs> the thing is, like, he gonna be you can't keep running, like, you yeah. know, we got fucking Josh Allen, and it's like he barely ran yeah. last month though. Yeah, like which is good. Like he didn't run as much as he used to. <laughs> which is good long term because, you know, when he does run, it's just like, shit. It's just like, damn, let's pray for this guy. <laughs> this motherfucker right here, he's big as shit. And he done balked up over the, you know, the past all season. So, like, he's literally running people over still. And even more so now. But it's just like, you know, long term, you know, he, he's still a young guy. But mm-hmm. he's starting to get older. He'd be, what, 27 this year? And... It's like as you start to approach 30 and it's just like, you know, you got to kind of, you know, tone down certain things. But I still see Josh running for a long time. <laughs> it's just part of his game. He just don't, he don't know how to just not run. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the offensive coordinator change was a huge reason of it. Yeah. He doesn't run as much as he used to because it's a different style of offense this year. Yeah. I think the offense... It's less explosive this year, but mm-hmm. equipped to win any type of game. So Yeah. It's like we don't need to be up by fucking 30 points no more. Like, we can actually win those close ones, and we've won a lot of them this year. Mm-hmm. So, it's like the defense kind of took a step down, as well as the offense. But I feel like the Bills can win any type of game now. Yeah. As before, it was like you get a little nervous about a certain opponent. Now it's like, yeah, I think we got a chance. Yeah, and then now it's like... We're getting healthier now. You know, we lost bomb for the year. 
Uh, but uh, we got Hyde back mm-hmm. a lot earlier than anticipated, mm-hmm. which is fucking awesome. Probably won't play against Miami, but you know if we do have a strong push for the Super Bowl, he probably I can see him playing in the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Cole Beasley, I saw just got signed. Uh, they signed him to the actual you know active roster now. He's been elevated from the practice squad, which I think is a good thing because you know Cole is. I think he was what was missing from our offense. Like, he, just what he brings to the table, I feel like is something that really. It's different from McKenzie, right? Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot different from McKenzie. Because yeah, McKenzie, yeah. he done dropped catchable balls plenty of times this year. Like I said, uh, against the Chiefs, we should have been up by fucking 20 points. But, you know, that first drive, he fumbled, lost mm-hmm. the fumble. Then it was that drive where, uh, Ball in his hands. And he's not the only one, though. It's been a few times that, you know, we had receivers drop a few catchable balls. But it's just a matter of, like, making sure that, you know, we stay consistent because we, we've we had, we lost three games this year, and we probably could have, we should have won all three. I think the toughest game we had was that Jets game, that first Jets yeah, game that we lost. I see, I see that one. But the other two, yeah, we definitely, we definitely shouldn't have lost that Miami game. That was just home field advantage. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, NFL know what they doing. They're like, we gotta get Buffalo a loss early and send them to Miami. Like, yeah, when it's like, like I'm just fucking... watching uh, Travis Kelsey. He was like, I don't never want to play Miami in September. Right. Like, anything over eighty five degrees is not cool with me. I'm like, right. Yeah. Like the whole fucking team was coming up with fucking cramps. Yeah. Like, uh, like. Uh, my my like doctor I see like my primary doctor is someone that's been you know a physician with the team for years like for over twenty five years and even he said that was the hottest game he's been a part of in the twenty plus twenty five plus years he's been with the team and that's saying something. Yeah. He said it was no clouds, nothing like normally Miami. He said it's normally clouds that pass by to kind of keep things mm-hmm. cool. He's like it was straight sun and it was straight sun on their sideline. And, yep. you know, and I get the whole home field advantage because when they come here in December, it's cold as shit. Yeah. This, this upcoming game, we expecting some shitty weather uh, in the next few days, which, cool. Good luck, man. <laughs> Good luck. And then I got a backup quarterback. Yeah, third string at that. Yeah. So this is, like I said, I'm not going, I'm not going, you know, get arrogant and say that we, we should beat the shit out of them. We should, but. Like I said, it's the playoffs. Anything can happen in the NFL. And like I said, I, I'm not going to count Miami totally out, but we should definitely win this game. But it's just, you know, strange things have happened. Like, we we we, we got to remember the comeback game against Houston back in 93. Mm-hmm. Frank Wright was playing. It wasn't Jim Kelly that led that comeback. It was fucking Frank Wright. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, stranger things can happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you kind of look at it like, oh, we playing a third string quarterback, so it's like, oh, we don't have to go too crazy. Like, nah, I think we nah, gotta, we gotta match sure. it up, yeah, because it's the playoffs now. It's winter going home, so I expect them to come out. Right. I don't, I don't expect to see Hamlet there. I think he'll be at the next week's division game, though. Yeah. I wouldn't bring him for the Miami game, but yeah. that. 
if we end up playing the Bengals, which it looks like it's probably going to be the Bengals. Or the Ravens might pull upset. We don't know. We'll see. That's why they play these games. You can't crown them, like, before they actually play. Right. That's why I was kind of shocked with today's news coming out so soon because it's like the AFC Championship, if the Bills and Chiefs make it there, the game's going to be held in Atlanta. But it's like, no. like, are y'all just saying the Bills and Chiefs are going to make it to the AFC Championship before the games is played? Right. Because we might lose to Cincinnati. Or Cincinnati might have to play Kansas City because, you know, who's maybe Jacksonville wins. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Jacksonville would still have to play Kansas City. So the only way the Chiefs and then we'll play Buffalo Bills. Yeah. So I, I think either way it goes. Like, Bills, Bills, yeah. if the Bills and Bengals win, the Bengals come to Buffalo the following week. Because the Chiefs will get whoever's the lower seed, which even if Jacksonville loses, they will get uh, the Chargers. The Chargers, yeah. Which, even the Chargers could possibly upset the Chiefs if that's the. I mean. It was the Chiefs, a game last yeah, time. I mean, they, and they've been playing the Chiefs hard all fucking year in both games. So it's like, and even in one game, like uh, this is what I always talk about. You know, when I talk about the Chiefs game, where it was a no call offensive pass interference, that was against the Chargers. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, shit, Chargers, they going they gonna go hard because they don't want to lose fucking three in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's just like. Damn near like five in a row. <laughs> right. Because they had good games last year. Travis Kelsey just go crazy against mm-hmm. the Chargers. I think the thing now is like the Chiefs, you know, they still continue to win even without Tyreek Kill. You know, everybody thought the offense was going to take a step back, but Mahomes on pass for fucking 5,200 yards. So it's yeah. like, you know, he's still doing his shit with, even without Tyreek Hill. And it's just one of them things where it's like, okay, the Chiefs, you know, they still technically are the team to beat right now in the AFC. Yeah. Even with the Bengals making it's, the Super Bowl last year and the Bills, you know. It's their time, though, like, because they have the track record out of everybody besides the Bengals last year. Yeah. They're consistently in the playoffs, top one or two seed every year. So yeah. Their the track record is proven already. Yeah, and Mahomes has yeah. never played outside of Arrowhead in the playoffs. Yeah. Which would have been, you know, potentially an issue this year. Um, had, you know, the Bills, you know, had the, you know, DeMar Hamlin situation never happened. We won that game. But uh, it's it's just with me, though, I feel like with this happening, I feel like the Bills have a better chance now than they would have had that game had went on as normal. Because yeah. now you got the emotion to push you to that next step. Mm-hmm. And now you have, you know, like we've been through a lot of shit in Buffalo. We had the top shooting back in May. Two snowstorms, Demar Hamlin, and just everything else that's in between that really don't get the attention that it should. You know, the just, you know, just shootings, period. Just the whole city just, you know... Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Buffalo needs this more than anybody right now. Yeah. I mean, and we kind of do for one. I mean, I would love to have a Super Bowl win. I don't know. It's just, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Playoff football is a little different. It is a little different. <laughs> a little different, yeah. I, I will say we are tired of being almost there next year, almost there next year. It's like, all right, right when is it? When is it going to be our time? The Bengals have made it last year. The Chiefs mm-hmm. have made it the year before. And right. Like, Chiefs have made it a couple times before. It's like we got to get at least to the Super Bowl. At least right. establish that dominance in the AFC. Like, I don't want this to be like, a, oh, we win the Super Bowl and then that's it. Right. For the next, you know, 10, 11 years as long as we right. had Josh Allen. Like, I want this to be something I mean, every consistent. Year, yeah. Every year we Super Bowl favorites. Like, because uh, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people that doubt us. Like, Bitch ass Keyshawn fucking Johnson. I can't mm-hmm. stand that fucking guy. He's a fucking yeah. dick. Bitch ass. Yeah, he like every other quarterback except Josh Allen. And as soon as we win the Super Bowl, he going. I told you so. No, you did. No, you did. You don't fucking even talk about the Bills. Dickhead ass. Yeah, he. Then Nick Wright. Like I said, I, and I like Nick Wright. Nick Wright is he's hilarious to me. Just the fact that every time. He's just, he's so biased that no matter mm-hmm. what's going on with the fucking Chiefs, he's always, he got his little tears and everything, mm-hmm. and he always puts the Chiefs on top of his top tier. And it's just like, okay, dude. Chiefs had the easiest fucking schedule to end the fucking season, which. Outside of Philly. <laughs> yeah, which is what I think can Philly. potentially work against Kansas City because. Y'all didn't really have, and, and then even with those games, you know, like I said, every team is a professional NFL team. And I'm not going to count nobody out, especially when you're playing the big dog. You're going to play hard. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs been consistently, like, Chiefs could have had a few games that would have went any, you know, either other way. You know, they went the overtime with Houston. Yeah. So it's like. Houston, Houston. <laughs> but, yeah, when we go to overtime with Detroit, it's looked at as. I mean, a step Detroit's, back, but Detroit is a better team than what they give me credit for. Yeah, Detroit would have gotten the playoffs if the Rams didn't blow that game. <laughs> right. Baker Mayfield doing Baker Mayfield things, just like, and just like the Steelers <laughs> would have been in had the Jets stepped the hell up. Yeah, Jets. You know, I think we ruined that for them. Once Mike White got injured, I think it was over. Yeah, I would have just gave Zach Wilson the start, but they went to go with Joe. Right, and Joe was shit. Now we have to see what they're going to do with Zach. I, mean, I don't think no team's going to trade for him, honestly. Right. And then this old So he's going to have to be a backup next year. And, right. And just prove that he's a good person. And maybe when he hits a free agency, somebody will take a chance on him. I just don't you know how he got picked second overall. Like That might be... That might be up to one of the worst draft picks. Oh my god! <laughs> that might the way it's shaping out. Like it, I didn't—he never seemed ready to me. Right. He never seemed like when you look at qualities in a quarterback, he—he he never gave me those qualities. Right. He was a good player, but it's like everybody's good in college. Right. It's different in the NFL. It's all about a bigger, stronger, and right. faster. Like. Fuck, even Jamarcus Russell was good in college. <laughs> Everybody good at college. Tim Tebow was amazing at college. He did okay in the NFL. I want to say right. he was bad, but it's a different type of game. So and then, the, the, then another developing story is the whole thing with Derek Carr. Yeah. So who do you see? Who do you see him with next year? They put him up for trade. Uh one first I'll say is Derek Carr. It ain't his fault. Josh McDaniels isn't it? <laughs> right, Josh Daniels isn't a good. He's an amazing coordinator with head coaching skills. 
I don't know how the Raiders didn't make the playoffs. Uh, as far as Derek Carr going to another place, um, I, I'm trying to feel good. I mean, New York could be a good fit for him. Jets, Jets. 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 I think the Jets going to keep, or the Giants going to keep Daniel. Yeah. Then they going to keep him. And then it's the whole thing. Brady's yeah, predicted Jets. to go to Vegas, which could be a potential trade, but... I don't know who trades Tom Brady. <laughs> no, his contract. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. He only got like a two-year, three-year deal. Ah. And this is third season, so yeah, he can sign wherever he wants. Oh yeah. I don't like. I don't like him in Vegas. I mean, it sucks for the AFC. This is another team, another quarterback makes the NFC easier. Right. Uh, but I wouldn't mind. I think that'd be a good fit for him. I don't know. I think, I think it's time. I think it's time. We're going to get the same thing with LeBron very soon where the skills just ain't there anymore. You know? mm-hmm. have flashes of it. Like Brady still has flashes of it because it, it's Tom Brady, right? You still want to play, but yeah. the body ain't the body of what it was when he was in New England 10 years ago. Like, right. <laughs> so it's like eventually, you know, it's going to catch up to him. And I, I feel like it's finally caught up to him. He probably gonna play one more year because he definitely don't want to go out with no, what is it, seven and nine? Right. <laughs> seven and nine record. Yeah. You know, or, or eight nine now. Eight nine. He don't Thanks think he want to go out like that. I mean, but they got a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Unless he fucking makes it to the Super Bowl, then right. that'd be another. And then he wins the Super Bowl, then it'd be another. Oh, Tom Brady, greatest of all time. He took the team with a losing record to the fucking playoffs and into the Super Bowl and won a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Like damn. I would not be shocked if they made it. I really wouldn't. That's all time needed to do. All you need was just get it. And it's like Floyd Mayweather. You can't bet against him. Right. <laughs> just like, fuck. It was like, you want Pacquiao to win that fight? Well, he ain't going to win. Right. It's like Brady in the playoffs. You can't bet against him. So I would not be shocked that they made it. But, like I said, the skills are starting to come down. They're starting to come down. Yeah, he'd be 46 this year. So it's like, <laughs> that's not even a, a fucking... Being sarcastic or nothing like that, or you know, just he ain't gonna be able to play forever. Right? right. <laughs> Eventually, he gonna have to. It's like the, the reason why people who are forty six ain't playing. He's no like more. the fucking Ric Flair or Terry Funk of yeah, fucking yeah. football. He's definitely Ric Flair. <laughs> just don't know when to fucking quit. Which, and, and speaking I like, of, I like Derek Carr to the Jets. I think that's a good one. Oh yeah, him. maybe even the Titans. Are the Titans looking for a quarterback now? I mean, Tannehill been shitting, been shitting the bed. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe even Atlanta. I mean, it, it would have to make sense on both sides. Yeah, so because I don't know if he would go. I feel like the Raiders would be better equipped for him than the Titans. Tom Brady don't have a runner. Oh, yeah. oh I thought it was talking about Derek Carr. I'm saying, I'm trying to pigeon Tom Brady with Derek. Henry, uh, I don't know. Oh, no, I'm talking about Derek Carr. Oh, Derek Carr to the Titans? Oh, I like that. That'd be good. No, I think Tom Brady strictly is Vegas. <laughs> I think that's Vegas that's the only Miami. place. Yeah. I can see him going to Miami. All you do is go down the road. Yeah, you got fucking, <laughs> right, you got fucking Waddle and fucking Tyreek Hill. That'd be... The Dolphins would really be... <laughs> that'd really be a threat. That was Brady one of the things he actually wanted to go to before, right? Mm-hmm. And then with the Tua situation in Limbo. I would, hey, what? We taking you, what? So, yeah, the only time will tell for that shit. 
Tua can sit and wear Valentine's Brady. Yeah. So that would be interesting if it was to happen. So if Brady, say Brady does go to Miami, do you see Miami taking the East next year? They have a chance. They have a chance. And it really just depends on Brady because, like I said, Brady will be 46 years old by the time next season rolls around. They have a chance. I'm going to say no, though. Because now you have, like, a, a year of Mike McDaniel's film out there now. So, like, I think McDermott and if we still have Leslie, they're going to make the necessary adjustments to still win that game. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, they have a chance, though. It really just boils down to a better record. Right. And better schedule. Right. So it boils down to. <laughs> right. Our schedule don't look. We got our schedule. It looks solid. It's not easy. It's not hard. Of course, we play goddamn cheese and arrowhead once again. Why the fuck do they keep doing that shit? <laughs> Fucking switch this shit up. Bring Patrick Mahomes to us. What the fuck? Because like, I think we played the AFC West. In NFC West next year, if I'm not mistaken, I did see it. And now uh, we go to Arrowhead and the Chargers, and then I think the Raiders come here and the Broncos. So yeah, it sucks. But so the first thing I looked at the schedule, I'm like, God damn it, we gotta play Kansas City and Arrowhead again. I'm like this for like the fucking fifth straight season, shit. It's like the Tom Brady and I paid Manny playing each other every single year. It's like they say switch. They yeah. say switch shit up though. They sent Brady to yeah. the fucking Indy, Manning to fucking New England. We Mahomes has never been here, so it's like, what well, in the actual fuck? Right. It's about his sixth year. Like that's crazy. You know, it's a stadium you've never been to in your conference, not even your division in your conference. Like, played, nuts. And we played each other so many fucking times. It's like he avoided us. <laughs> he avoided us. <laughs> he already know what time it is. Well, hell yeah. How did Cordell Patterson get returner of the year? Are you kidding me? He missed like eight games. <laughs> I would know. <laughs> right. Alrighty. So speaking of uh, Rick Flair's, moving on to the professional wrestling stage. Vince fucking McMahon. Because <laughs> I, I like the title to the Finish of Wrestling podcast. <laughs> Vince McMahon, the biggest heel ever. Yeah. He really fucking is. He's the greatest heel of all time. Man. In real life. Like, the way he just got that control is like out of a movie, man. Right, he's the fucking evil villain that... It's like, I retired. No, I didn't. Oh, I'm a majority shareholder. And then, like, he had the power to, like remove people from the board and bring in his people that got fired when he retired. <laughs> like, how? Like, right. how, bro? Like, he, he came through like the greater power. Like, it was me the whole time. <laughs> like, oh my God, bro. You gotta respect like, it, but it's like, him. fuck. And then he get, then your daughter resigned and gives up the position. And I just seen today, uh, Nick Khan was meeting with Disney and it's like, oh, man. I mean, so on the flip Nick side. Khan ever... Like, yeah, he he was, he was a with fucking, Vince all the whole time. He was like, a fucking uh, mole. That's nuts. He was fucking Vince inside man. And on the flip side, though, at least the 
Saudi deal wasn't nothing. I think even Vince knew that would be a fucked up deal. Unless Vince just really wanted to kill his company. I think, me personally, mm. I think the deal, it was going to happen. And they woke up in the morning and seen the backlash. I was like, no, no, no. No, Like, nah, we ain't doing this shit. <laughs> no, not today. Not today. Because, like, like a contract, like, they're spoken contracts, right? So, like, me and you could get into a spoken contract right now. We spoke on it. It's not... Sealed is not signed. It's not signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. So, like, I felt like they was going through with that deal with the Saudi. Because, like, look when the news broke. It broke at, like, 10 at night, 11 at night. When mm-hmm. the rumors start flying. That's afternoon time over there. Right. And you remember that. They ahead of us. So. Right. <laughs> so, it was like, I think that deal was definitely about to go through. But it's too much fucking backlash. Yeah. Some, they woke up in the morning seeing the stock drop. They were like, oh. No, that's not. Because, like. I tweeted at WWE Silence is the main key in this. So like you don't see none of the wrestlers saying anything, referees, nothing. They just talking about anything and then they just went silent. So it's like, yeah, they backtracking it because they already knew like Stephanie resigned for a reason. Mm-hmm. This happened like that news comes out like five hours after she resigns. Yeah. It's like she already knew what's up. Like, alright, no, I'm not doing that. I'm out. <laughs> it's like Deuces. And so, then now they got to walk it back and try to find somebody else. Right. Because Saudi would have lost money overall. Vince would have Vince would have made a nice profit from fucking selling the company. Then you put Saudi, they buying the company. Now nobody you got a lot anymore. of bullshit. Yeah, so you, you couldn't recoup your fucking losses. Yeah, nobody watching it. Nobody supporting it. Shares going down. Viewership going down. Partners pulling out. Wrestlers don't want to work no more. This wrestlers are gonna walk out. Oh yeah. Like yeah, you gotta let Sami Zayn go. It's like oh, the biggest part, one of the biggest things going in the company. Right. right Something that they like, they're fucking setting him up for to be the ultimate babyface. And it's like how see see Vince <laughs> Vince is somebody that really just needs to kind of just let shit go. It's like, that's one thing he doesn't seem to know how to do is let shit go because you are potentially fucking up. And 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 I, and I think as far as like Triple H and him putting like a renewed interest in WWE, it's probably one of them things that probably pissed Vince off ultimately because he's a very prideful son of a bitch. And with that being said, when you see somebody doing better than you, yeah, you kind of like... You got to come back here. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta come back and prove you're still better than ever. And you weren't a part of that? Because mm-hmm. we, we can we all know, we all can tell, we all heard stories. Vince is somebody that likes to he likes to be the he likes to get the credit for shit. Mm-hmm. So now that this this breath of fresh air that is now WWE, and it's like you can't get credit for this because you were not a part of it. And it's something that, you know, if anybody, if anybody that could swallow their pride and just be like, you know what, let me, I'm gonna give you all the credit. Now Vince, Vince was just like, you know what, fuck this shit. All right, I'm about to come back, try to sell this motherfucking company, get my daughter and my fucking son-in-law out because they are doing better than I would ever give them credit for. So it's just like, okay, Vince comes in, he's like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna screw them all. Saudi, what's going on? Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal, damn it. And it's just like, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, let's make a deal. <laughs> and everybody's just like, oh, shit, he's making a deal with Saudi. Fuck this shit. We're out. Steph, yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Nick Khan is just like, eh. <laughs> Bits, we failed. So it's now weird, we got to look for everybody else. I think it's weird that he has that mindset instead of just supporting something he created, right? Right. He doesn't want to give, like, his own family. Like, these not, like, people he just appointed that he groomed for these positions. This is your family. Right, and then you fucking know. <laughs> it's like, you got to go back and prove that you can still do this. It's, nobody has ever doubted that Vince McMahon can't still run WWE. Right. It's just, his style of running WWE isn't going to, doesn't resonate with the typical wrestling fan today. Like, his style of WWE is still all oh, the John Cena got to be the guy or this person has to be the guy. When wrestling fans is not really like that anymore. Like, of course, back in the days, everybody loved Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Stone Cold. Right. Because those are your guys. But, like, now, today, I can like anybody that's not even in WWE. I like like people like... (laughs) It's like, Vince doesn't understand. Like, we're smarter fans now than we were back in the day. And then, so he just doesn't put a product on TV that appeals to everybody. Yeah. He makes it a soap opera. And you already seen when he came back... Entertainment. That was the first word out of his mouth. Entertainment. Right. <laughs> he ain't said nothing about wrestling. The first word out of his mouth was entertainment. He looks at it like it should be a movie or a soap opera or right. a TV like, show. I'm going to tell you what to like and you're right. going to like it. Like, Stone Cold, I feel Stone Cold and NWO changed the game. I think Stone Cold initially did, like, and if you want to go back further, Paul Heyman actually mm-hmm. kind of changed the game because... Around the time ECW came out, that's when fans started becoming a little bit smarter. Yep. You know, Hulk Hogan, nobody wanted to deal with this cheesy ass, say your Biden. Everybody got older, yeah. Everybody got older. It's it's like when, it's (laughs) like with us, like when when we watch Power Rangers as kids, eventually we realized just how cheesy and fucking campy Power Rangers was and it was just like, okay. I mean, I, I, I would still watch Power Rangers today now just for nostalgic. And mm-hmm. and I notice how cheesy it is, but it's just like it's kind of more so hilarious now than it is kind of right. It's like I can't be when I used to watch this and enjoy it, but it's still watchable, right? <laughs> but like our kids, they're not going to be sitting around watching the Power Rangers. They're going to look at it and turn it on next channel, like right. So it's like that's how Vince got to look. He got to adapt to. All right, what are they turning the channel to? Right? And Vince is somebody that you you hear stories. It's, it's certain shit that he hasn't done. Like, like you look back at like Razor Ramon, rest in peace, Scott Hall. Like Scott Hall literally pitched that, and Vince McMahon never even heard of fucking Scarface. Mm-hmm. So Vince is like in his own fucking bubble, mm-hmm. to where he's right, everybody else is wrong, and nobody can tell him nothing different. And it's like, that's kind of a fucked up mentality to have, especially as a businessman, because... A billion dollar business. Yeah. <laughs> and even with that, like, you know, uh, I heard you and Michael <laughs> talking on, uh, you know, the podcast and, you know, just how it would work if, the, if it was private versus mm-hmm. public. So, yeah. so I, like, I, I'm not yeah. a no financial guy. <laughs> yeah, if it went private, yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> 
That means they can do whatever they want and nobody can say anything about it. Right. And it's like you don't have to. And, and, and you know, that if it's done the right way, that can be a good thing. But if you're fucking with Saudi Arabia, that's, nobody wins with that shit. Yeah, cancel culture going to crazy. Right. They well, can't do like, anything about it, though, because it's a private-owned business. So. Right. At the end of the day. But I just, um, actually, my wife just had me, and uh, my vents was getting sued. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she just sent me that. Like, Did you see this? I'm like, oh, Yeah, and yeah. I had seen that yesterday. It's like, yeah. I, I meant to text it to you to see if you had saw it, too, but yeah. it was just like, fuck, like, I hey. guess. He didn't sue by other shareholders for how he gained control back, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, just imagine if me and you had just as many shares as Vince. It's like, oh, can I do it too then? Like, hold on. Hold on. What <laughs> like, you mean? Yeah, like, what you mean? I, I want to be chairman too. Hold on. I got just as much as you do. But, like, so I guess a few of the shareholders ain't really too happy with how he's doing business right uh, now. So I, I guess, can't fucking blame him. Well, it's just true, yeah. Like, I'm a shareholder too. You know, I don't even got that type of power to bring in my own people and get an executive chair back. <laughs> like, I, think on. Before, I got one WWE share. I can't do nothing. Right. <laughs> and I think before then, like Vince was kind of used to kind of doing things, doing what he wanted to do. Like everybody, you know, you you've heard stories from multiple people that Vince is the type of person that keeps yes men around him. Mm-hmm. Keeps people around him that will cater to his ego. Like I said, not, and, I, and Vince McMahon, like Vince McMahon, like, I have no beef with him. I, I, love, I love Vince McMahon. He seems like, you know, he is a deep down a really decent person that just does some fucked up shit from time to time. He's just naive to the world. Yeah. So he doesn't have. Like, like all, all he knows is wrestling. Yeah, or all he knows is his business. So yeah. Like, he, he doesn't, doesn't know nothing else outside of this shit, so. He's kind of stuck in this bubble, and he's kind of, and you know, he's seventy-seven years old, so he's all, you know, he's setting his fucking ways. So with him being setting his ways, it's just like you can't tell people that's setting their ways nothing, especially as they're right. older. <laughs> as they're older, you know, like we all got ways about us that can't nobody tell a shit about. That's just human nature. But as you get older and you get more set in ways, nobody can tell you shit. And Vince is at that point in his life where it's just like. Ah. I'm Vince McMahon. This is my business. I've been running it for damn near 50 years. Over four, at least 40. Not that he got it from his pops. Mm-hmm. It's just like, shit. Like, yeah. this is... It's crazy, man. This is, crazy. this is what it is. You either like it or you don't. But now, we, we're in a different time now, so, you know, Vince is... You know, past transgressions have come back to haunt him, which led to him retiring. And, you know, has lawsuits and everything like that. And the thing is, like, the crazy thing is, Miss McMahon, or well, Mr. McMahon the character versus Miss McMahon the, the person, like, you come to realize, too, there's not much of a separation between the two. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really the same person. Vince having Trish Stratus barking like a dog in the brown panties is some shit that... <laughs> We all pretty we all pretty much had in our head that maybe he does do shit like that, but now it's pretty much confirmed. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. There's always that Allegedly. a legend. Allegedly, yeah. I don't know. 
I, I just don't see where he's going with it. I, I think he, as a shareholder or majority shareholder, he should be very happy. Yeah. It looks like business is booming. Business but, is booming. <laughs> business but, is booming better you know, than it has been in, in years. So it's like, you know, it's like you said, it's just that ego. Like, I can do better. You know, it's like, right. uh, like you fire people oh, that. All right, I'm gonna lead us to be able to take a quick bathroom break. This beer is <laughs> So you leaving it uh, to people who, you know, who just isn't up to date with time. So you're firing sad people that you know you get behind, and then now you're wondering, like, like I truly believe if Vince McMahon could change like Roman Reigns to another person and they still play Roman Reigns, he would do it. <laughs> Just to keep the fans like, oh, this is Roman Reigns. This is Roman Reigns. Like Vince is like a 2 B movie with WWE probably. Like if we could just change somebody else to play said character without the fans even realizing it, he'll do it. <laughs> In a heartbeat. So it's like just that way of thinking, it doesn't work in today's Standard of wrestling, I would say, per se. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see. The rumors, they came back false, so that's always a good. So I guess that's good for, you know, business and WWE fans in total to still have hope, you know. But with Vince being back... It's only a matter of time before he takes over creative. <laughs> At the rate he's going, if the next sad lawsuits don't take him out, it's only a matter of time before he takes over creative. <laughs> and then once he do that, and we all going to see. Yeah, with that. Uh, and this has been taking over creative. Yeah. Oh, I hope that doesn't fucking happen again. It's only a matter of time. If he can get his chair back, he's going to get creative back. They're going to have to, like, physically remove him from WWE to the point where he can't get back. Yeah, because, like, at the end of the day, I feel like whatever Triple H has been doing, you know, he, he's kind of modeling everything after, you know, NXT when he took over. And NXT was fucking amazing. Especially, like, when, you know, they still, like, NXT, it's, I'm not going to say it fell off, but it's just like, you know, salute, Pancho Villa. <laughs> But, and here, swig a beer for the working man. <laughs> but, just kind of like, you know, a lot of a lot of players, it's kind of like when we grow up on things. Mm-hmm. And then it's not the same, like once everybody we see that we grew up on leave it. And, you know, we're grown men. But, <laughs> you know, like the Johnny Gorganos, the Kevin Owens, you know, now that they're on the main roster and they're actually being used properly now. And it's just like, you know, it's still just one of them things where it's like, damn, like, like, people that weren't used are being used, like, mm-hmm. in the in, in the ways that we know that they can be used, you like give, Kevin Owens. Give him a chance. Yeah, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, like, they're being used properly now. Roman Reigns, well, though this happened when Vince was still in power... Roman Reigns is being used a lot better now than what he was. Like, I was listening to Jim Cornette, and uh, it was when <laughs> when uh, Sami Zayn 
said that uh, Jay was Jay Uso was in the was in feeling very oozy, mm-hmm. and Jim Cornette said like you know Roman Reigns just his whole demeanor was like very rock like, mm-hmm. which it was like and I had to go back and watch and I'm like yo, he does have like a rock vibe to him mm-hmm. now and it's just like you know and this is under Triple H's watch now, and oh like they like they call him Papa H. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Triple H has done a hell of a job. You know, just bringing things back to the forefront of of what we just back to basics, just good storytelling, the things that that make wrestling what it is, and you know, for Vince McMahon to come back and you know, kind of get in between that now, I feel like it's just more of a pride move than it is just you know, just simply trying to make business better. Business is better. Just you just need to sit back and watch the show. But I feel like. Like like we said, the big word, his ego. His ego is preventing him from just sitting back and enjoying the show. Because for somebody like that that's so used to being a part of it, and mind you, he's been a part of it, you know, as a just as a whole over fifty years. You know, you look back at the late sixties and shit like that, you, you see Vince McMahon uh shit on on a uh I was gonna say WWE Network, but Peacock now. But you see, you you can YouTube stuff from Vince from back in like the late '60s, early '70s, and you know when he's still a young man, it's just like when you've been around that your whole life. It's like, damn, like I'm no, I'm no longer a part of this. I really gotta kind of sit back and watch the show now. Mm-hmm. And then when you got your ego and your pride and everything like that, it's just hard for him to fucking do. So now it's just like, okay, let me figure out and weasel my way back into the swing of things and, and just kind of fuck shit up. And he didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. They kind of forced him to retire. <laughs> so it was like, I wasn't <laughs> done. I'm still not done. I still can do this. Let me get back in here and let me do what I do. And it's like, and that, that kind of like hurts his ego because I kind of doing good. Like, he feel like if he retired, it would have, like, tanked a little bit, but it hasn't even wavered. It actually got better. Yeah, and it did. And, like, now he's like, oh, no, I got to come back. Like, they don't, these people don't know what they want. Yeah. It was just like, Vince, we do. Stop fucking up things. <laughs> like, Stephanie retiring, like, resigning and all that. Like, it's just, like, Vince, let it go. Vince McMahon, if you ever happen to listen to the Nerd Boys podcast, excuse me, I just burped. Let it the fuck go. You made your money. You made your mark. Vince McMahon, you will forever be fucking remembered in the annals of time, the annals of wrestling history. You are the GOAT. Do not Tom Brady this shit. Don't Ric Flair this shit. And we love Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> but, you know, it, it come a point in life where you yeah. just got to know when to just let it go. And I think that's going to be Vince's biggest issue was just letting shit go. Because, you know, he's been around it for so long, he doesn't know what else to do with, a, with his life. Vince nah. is probably tearing <laughs> his fucking hair out at home. That's all he knew. Probably turn his fucking hair out. 
Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> he was definitely losing his mind. Yeah, then you got so much shit that's like like and I know one thing that y'all were uh talking about on the podcast on the, on the Finish Wrestling podcast uh the other day was just how uh, it could potentially change up the whole WrestleMania card. Yeah, if they took it over, yeah. They had plans of changing WrestleMania and uh, just changing everything. Yeah, and he said, like, any specifics about that, or just... Yeah, there's just rumors of what uh, Saudi Arabia was going to do. Because like, you just base it off of just, like, how they control their um, crown jewel pay-per-views and all the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. They pretty much tell WWE what they want on the show, and then WWE does it because WWE gets more money from the crown jewel pay-per-view than they make with WrestleMania. Wow. So, <laughs> it's like, so that's why you see the... Goldbergs, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, all these old wrestlers, because that's what the Saudi Arabia government and the people cutting the check want. They want to see Undertaker. So it's like if they took over the company, you just had to base it off of that's what they want to see. So it's like you're not going to see Johnny Gargano and all of them on the show. You're going to see, you know, hey, Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania could turn into a glorified fucking house show and shit. We so want, no storyline continuity shit like that. We want you know DX and NWO and Undertaker, not knowing like all these people's retired. Like yeah, and like it, outside of Stone Cold, like in The Rock, it's like who was and Mick like Mick Foley haven't wrestled in years. Right. Undertaker just retired. Triple yeah. H is forced to retire. Right. And Shawn Michaels don't want to wrestle. It's like but they cutting the check. Shawn Michaels got to get in the ring. Right. It's like. Yeah, so, so yeah. Now I just put it in that perspective. Like, fuck that. Like Undertaker, as as much as I would love, like if you bring a fucking nineteen ninety four, ninety five Undertaker, like this Undertaker from like just the nineties, like ninety, like ninety four on, like even just matter of fact, just just debuted Undertaker until like right before the American Badass. Cool, cool. He's still young. Still can can do everything, even with fucking Shawn Michaels. Like you, you give me ninety four, ninety five HBK, mm-hmm. ninety six. Like cool, but they older. They can't go like they used to. You know, no matter how you look at it, Undertaker. But it had a hip replacement like well, like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. You know he. He, he can't go and, and the thing with Undertaker and I respect and this from like watching the last ride documentary everything like that he knows that he can't go like he used to which is okay which is okay nothing wrong with that yeah you, you just really like father time caught up with him and it's you know it, it happens Ain't nothing wrong with that man isn't it like, we all appreciate what Undertaker gave in the time, but it's like, you know, let somebody else become what Undertaker had a chance to become. Right. right. <laughs> and, you know, now, with Bray, even with Bray Wyatt, I feel mm-hmm. like Bray Wyatt, you know, it's a slow build to everything with Bray Wyatt right now, which I can appreciate because now it's like, it doesn't seem like shit is forced. Like, like Bray Wyatt done went through a carousel 
of just bullshit throughout his career because with this man being in charge, him and Vince McMahon not really getting along. And I feel like a lot of that, again, Vince is evil. The fact that Bray Wyatt comes up with these ideas, and it wasn't ideas that Vince originally came up with for him, is what caused a lot of friction between them. And, you know, I kind of like where they're going with Uncle Howdy. Now, you know, you had Alexa Bliss to the mix. And it's just like, damn, like, word. He's not really getting control anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like before it was always him, him, him. Now he could just be like one of the parts in the puzzle rather than him putting the puzzle together. So Yeah, because Bray Wyatt uh, was so poorly used. Like... Like, and this is me as a, as a creative booker or whatever you want to call him. So Bray Wyatt is somebody that he would have beat Cena at WrestleMania 30. He would have beat Undertaker at 31. Undertaker would have even lost to Brock Lesnar. Undertaker would have went over Brock Lesnar. And this is just creating... This monster of a man that Bray Wyatt should have been created as. Mm-hmm. You know, having him, like his last WrestleMania before he got released, he should not have lost to Randy Orton. Just, he should not have lost to Goldberg, the Universal title. Honestly, Bray Wyatt is somebody that I wouldn't even really put in the championship picture because he doesn't need it. Like, getting that, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, take a swing of beer. Go and dry, but Bray Wyatt is somebody that doesn't necessarily. He's like if you if you want to kind of model his career after Undertaker's Undertaker didn't need the the championship. Nope. Undertaker went from what Survivor Series ninety one until WrestleMania thirteen. Just about yeah, he went a while without the belt. I mean, not everybody needs the belt though. Yeah, it's like that's what completes the whole show. Just. A collective unit of wrestlers where people like the Miz. Miz doesn't need the belt, but people still want to see and hear from yeah. Miz. Like Miz could be Intercontinental Champion in his whole career, and, and it's okay like because he's good. Like Brock Lesnar don't need the belt, but you know people want to see Brock. It's like certain people that don't really need a title though. John Cena now, like John Cena hasn't had the belt in what like five years almost, yeah. like but just. And and then some people like like you Stone just Cold. See them, yeah. Stone Cold is a better short term champion based on the fact that his character is kind of anti authority. So him getting screwed over and being a chaser, mm-hmm. and, and even with Stone Cold, like that was something I think he actually said about his ECW run. He said he would rather be like kind of pursue than be that champion. That's why like he could have been ECW champion, but he didn't want to based on the fact that. He he wanted to be more so the pursuer than you know the the pursued, so to speak. But it's like you know with Stone Cold, I think that fit his character to kind of chase. That's why it helped. Like when he did have those wins, because it's just like he been screwed mm-hmm. for so long. Now it's just like shit. Right. Finally. He finally got it. Finally got it done. Finally got it. And then it's just like, it meant so much more. It's like, even like with Bray Wyatt, it's just like, 
you know, had he got those victories over John Cena, had he got that victory over Undertaker, it'd have been cool. And just yeah. like when uh, that one WrestleMania where The Rock showed up and pretty much destroyed the Wyatt family with John Cena. Just like, y'all just made them look so fucking weak. So all this buildup, and just like, well, good thing Bray Wyatt is better at, uh, he's good at reinventing himself because he, he came back from all that. He's still somebody that's still taken seriously. So it's just like, it's a good thing, but it's just like, shit, like, had his character been done right, you know, shit, the sky's the fucking limit. Definitely. That is nuts. That is nuts. Fucking quarterback. We're going to take a quick, quick break, though, because uh, we're at that hour mark. So we'll be right back. Nerd boys, be right back. (laughs) The Nerd Boys Podcast will be right back. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. All right, we're back from a quick bathroom break. It's Nerd Boy D, Nerd Boy B. We are the Nerd Boys. Yeah. And we were talking football, we were talking wrestling. It's like, holy shit, it's been a lot going on this week. Wrestling wise and fucking uh, football wise. Yeah. I need to start learning more about basketball and shit too, so we can talk about mm-hmm. that shit. Like basketball, like like I said, I, I'm knowledgeable on basketball, but not like I am on football, not like I am on wrestling. Yeah, I usually get into basketball once football season over. Then I start watching basketball, hockey, other sports. It's just hard to watch. I mean, like. It's hard to watch other sports during football season because you're so invested. Yeah. For the Bills. <laughs> right. So it's like it's hard to watch the other teams. And then it's easier too for us to to kind of forget about basketball since we have no team. I mean, we we had a team which is uh, currently the Los Angeles Clippers back in the fucking Buffalo Braves. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know, gotta blame my parents, aunties, uncles, grandparents for that. <laughs> they would have went to the games. We probably would have still had a team, but yeah. Right. Blame March Madness, playoffs, like, boom, boom, boom. So, it's like, all right. So, then I slowly started getting back into it. And I think it's a lot easier to get into, like, football versus, like, hockey. Like, I'm more into hockey than I am basketball. And that's because we got the Sabres. And mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to, like, to get more in tune with basketball and hockey more towards that playoff push. Mm-hmm. Because... That's when the games really like it's so many games, so like yeah, I know games. they don't be going hard every game, like but they probably do though. It's just like 
But you, it's more on the line now. It's like if we lose this game, like are we gonna drop from the five seed to the six seed? Like right now, they just hoping just to be hoping. You know? Right, and then <laughs> you can lose five games in a row in hockey and basketball. And while it will possibly long term make a difference, it's not like an immediate difference versus if you lose five in a row in football. Mm-hmm. Football, you lose five in a row. Shit, seventeen game season. Shit. You start out 0-5, you got 11 games to get your shit together. Yeah. Versus, like, hockey or basketball. If you start out 0-5, you could fucking win 20 games in a row and still be fucking good and still mm-hmm. potentially get a number one seed. Yeah, for sure. So it's just like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we got this shit, but, you know, with, uh, even with baseball. Baseball got 142 games. A whole bunch. <laughs> Shit, you can lose fucking ten in a row and still gain some type 20, of momentum. Yeah, you could lose fucking twenty games in a fucking row, and then you know you can get your shit together. Yeah, that's about to start back up soon too. Right, which for me is like, uh, cause I'm not much of a baseball fan. Basketball and hockey, you know, I get more into it during the playoffs. You know, especially if, like, the Sabres make it in hockey and it's, like, cool. Like, basketball, like, I'm, you know, I'm a Bulls fan because I grew up with Michael Michael Jordan. Um, Celtics, like, when I really start paying more attention, that's back when, you know, they they really got Allen, uh, KD, not KD, fucking, Allen, Paul Pearson, um, Oh my God! I cannot. Kevin Garnett. Garnett, Rondo. Rondo. I'm like, why? Why the hell can I get Kevin Garnett? <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Why the fuck can I get his fucking name? I but think when you say, I was gonna say Paul Pierce. Mm-hmm. But KG. So it's like you know, I I can appreciate you know that they were the first like big three, but you know, unlike. Some of these other teams, like KD going to fucking uh, Golden State, then going to like going in uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, LeBron going to Miami and shit. At least with 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 Garnett, Allen, and Pierce, they were older and shit. They were starting for a fucking ring, so they got a team together. Wasn't like they were young guys that was like shit. I mean, we only twenty four, twenty five years old, twenty six years old, right. and you know, oh, we need to get our shit together. Like, no, nah, they were just like, shit, we did at the end of our career. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's form a team. They were like the first Avengers mm-hmm. of basketball. Jim LeBron up out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even with, uh, like, and people bring up the whole thing with Jordan, and it's just like, they were built through the draft. Like, that, that second three-peat, yeah, they added Robin to the mix or whatever, but. That was a team that was built up. So it was just like, yeah, you can't really uh, knock Jordan because, again, they they were built through the draft. Like, that was a team that they built up versus a bunch of free agents getting together like, okay, let's form a team to win the championship. Right. So LeBron, like, I don't know how many rings he would have had he not went to Miami, had he just stuck with Cleveland. But, not you know, many. <laughs> yeah, probably not many. Not many. I don't think people was racing to come play in Cleveland. 
Nah. I mean, today's NBA, they probably would. Because, like, today's NBA, people don't really seem like they want to, like, they'll play wherever they want to, right? It's right. more, like, who's going to pay me the most? But back then, I don't know. Miami was a more attractive city, especially for a young guy like LeBron at the time. Yeah. You got Chris Bosh. And coming from Toronto, which, ooh, shit, imagine if they all just went to Toronto, uh, him, Wade, and fucking LeBron. Yeah, that would have been crazy. That would have been fucking nuts. I don't know if I'm picking Toronto or Miami, though. <laughs> right. Miami, you got it's South cold. Beach, heat. It's always nice outside. Then you got it's Toronto in the wintertime. And Toronto, that's that's a fucking awesome city, though. Yeah. I just, if you want to go bits there. Basketball, right? it's cold. You're going to be in the house. Right. You're going to be in the house practicing. At least Miami, you can go outside. <laughs> like, if I can move to any fucking city outside of Buffalo, like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm to a point now where I'm at that age where I kind of need all four seasons. I don't like the wintertime, but it's just something about the wintertime that just, it's so homey. So I want mine moving. only during Christmas, <laughs> right? I want mine like like having a home in Toronto, just because it's like, hey, Toronto, Toronto's a beautiful city. It's big as shit. It gets cold there. It does. So well, I, I really do love Toronto. Yeah, Toronto's amazing place. Like Toronto. That's why y'all got to keep listening to our podcast so we can become rich and move to Miami and then we can bring out better content. <laughs> Good old, I don't know if I'm ever moving to Miami. <laughs> nah, good place to visit. Uh, I don't even want to visit. <laughs> the state of Florida is scary to me. Outside of, you know, Disney World, Universal Studios, it's like, ah. You got Florida, man. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm cool. If you don't know who Florida Man is, uh, say episode of Atlanta. Just YouTube Atlanta, Florida mm-hmm. Man. Uh, he, uh, Darius can explain it all to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's keep Stanfield. Yeah, it actually just ended. The last season, right? Mm-hmm. That was the last season. Yeah, speaking of good shows, like I... I finally started watching Stranger Things, and I am upset that I waited this long to watch it. Yeah, I gotta continue to watch it. I'm like halfway through the second season when I start watching it. So. Yeah, and it's just like everything is. I, I don't really watch Netflix anymore. Let me just say that. Yeah. I think if it wasn't on Netflix, I probably would have finished it. Now that there's so much other stuff, I just don't watch Netflix. Anymore. Right, you got Paramount Plus <laughs> now, you got fucking Showtime. You got stars. You got all kinds of shit. Peacock. Shout out mm-hmm. to Young Rock. I love Young Rock. <laughs> yeah, you got so many joints you can watch. It's like, nah. And then it's like, Stranger Things, though. The thing I like about that is, like, the build up. Like, you, you got to love a good. It's, it's just like, we talk about wrestling and, uh, you know, long term storytelling. That's what I love about Stranger Things because. You know, they're, they're about to go into their fifth and final season. But yet, like, the long-term storytelling is so fucking great that it's just like, holy shit. Like, these seasons have been building up to this. So it's like, what you think, what you think it is, it's like it's not. It's like a, a big 
fucking reveal, then it's just like, holy shit, like, this is what this shit's been going on for all these fucking years. This is the shit that I, I love as far as, like, great writing, great long-term storytelling, and just overall just, like, yo, this is what's up. So season five is shaping up to be an amazing fucking season. Y'all better not fuck this shit up. Continue to give us that great content. Oh, yeah. I gotta check out Wednesday, too. Um, yeah, I haven't started that one yet. I saw the first episode, but, uh, you know, Wednesday's one of them shows where they are, uh, so you, you ever seen those YouTube posts where they put, like, say, who will win in a fight Wednesday versus the Terminator, and then, you know, people being on, you know, Wednesday's fucking crotch, they choose, like, Wednesday over the Terminator to win, it's just, like, little shit like that. And I'm not going to say turn me away from watching it, but it's just like, hmm. just like, uh, yeah, I'll get Wednesday a try when all the hype goes down because uh, it just seems kind of annoying and just stupid. Some of the, mm-hmm. some of the shit that people got. Yeah. Hype can't ruin you watching the show. You'd be like, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> or I'll wait to see. So, what did you think of that Ant-Man trailer? Uh, I've seen the first one that came out there. Not the championship, but the other one. And I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, I enjoy Ant-Man movies. Like, they're pretty cool, so... Like, I don't want to get high hopes off the trailer, because it might end up being better than what I thought it was. So, oh, yeah. I'm going to just... So you, so you have seen one since that that they released at the uh, the championship game. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, that one goes a lot more in depth, and it is definitely something that uh, that it, it takes a darker tone, mm-hmm. which is cool because uh, Ant Man is more so kind of like the the comedy. Of the uh, MCU, which they they all yeah, got yeah, the comedic yeah. elements to it, but I think, yeah. I think this movie is gonna like help tell like where Marvel is going in the future. I think like Doctor Strange started it. I feel like this movie is gonna just pick up from there, yeah, and take it to where we get to like the end game. It's gonna be like the one movie where you gotta watch this to really know what's going on. Of the next five or six movies, because that's how Ant Man usually is. It's usually like that movie that tells the future before yeah. it even gets there. Yeah, no, I, I think that you know, long term, long term, like the the MCU is because like you know you got to kind of fill a, a few voids. Like you know, Scarlett Johansson isn't there as Black Widow anymore. Robert Downey Jr. is there as Tony Stark anymore, Iron Man. Um, so it's just like, you know, you got some voice to fill. So I feel like, you know, yeah, I feel like you got a point. It's going to definitely uh, tell the story where the MCU is going for, for the next, you know, five, ten years. But, you know, Black Panther. You see Black mm-hmm. Panther yet? Mm-hmm. So I, I like how that that credit that post credit scene kind of set up for 
the future as well because mm-hmm. you they know they need it. Yeah, they need it because the movie was it was high. <laughs> it was high. Yeah, it was high. Yeah. I still feel like it was a. Uh, I personally feel like it was a good movie based on the boy they had to feel. Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's like something was missing. You could yeah, tell. Yeah. Like, you could tell like and then the end Bowman. of the movie. Is End of the movie, let you know, like, the next one is going to be better. Like, now we can because, like, this one kind of felt like it wasn't, like, it's titled Wakanda forever, but it's, it didn't feel very Wakanda. Like, they was getting whooped the whole movie. Like, right. <laughs> like, the first, in the first movie, they was very strong, and they yeah. can hold their own, and then it's like, somebody just got in there and whooped them. Yeah, which I, which I think <laughs> along the lines goes with, with, Great storytelling mm-hmm. because they're a lot more vulnerable without the king now. Yeah, because it, it, it was a deleted scene from a uh, civil war between uh, Black Widow and T'Challa, mm-hmm. and I can't. It just you can YouTube this shit, but it's just like along the lines where Black Widow trying to tell T'Challa like pretty much how things work, how it should go, thing how it should go about things, and then I think it was Everett Ross. Okay, you, you got your expedition uh, because they were getting Bucky Barnes expedited to Wakanda to, to face charges, and it was one of those situations where you kind of seen how smart T'Challa was, and just kind of like how he's he looks passive, but he's not. He's a strong king, and they should have kept that in the movie because it shows just how strong T'Challa really is, and how you know ahead of everything he is because. He is, uh, you know, he's a smart king. He's a strong king. Mm-hmm. But it's also something where you take it to Black Panther with kind of forever. That is missing because they're mourning his death. So, of course, the guy's going to be down. You know, typically when people are, you know, going through emotions, you know, they kind of, they either put the guys up even more or they put the guys down a little bit to kind of like, you know, to just accept some type of uh okay buffalo watching the old game <laughs> well yeah they kind of let the guys down and just kind of let all the wrong shit in and sherry you know you know she's going through she's going through her emotions losing her brother yeah it was just a lot of emotions running in that movie. Right? It was an emotional film. Yeah. Which, if you ever lost somebody, you kind of understand exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, it, it was an emotional film. They're going through all the emotions. The cast are legit going through those same emotions based on the fact that they actually work with this man. they seen this man as a friend. Some probably seen him as family. And it's just like, okay. Like, we lost him and we got to continue this shit. And what translated from real life, you know, it translated to, to, the, to the film. Like, T'Challa died from a unknown, undisclosed disease that he hit. Chadwick Boseman. You know, it was mm-hmm. cancer. And we all kind of read between the lines. But it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, like, wow, I kind of like how they broke that into there. But it was just like, it was something missing. And I think that was kind of the point of the movie was... There's something missing here, but we're still here to tell you a story. Mm-hmm. We're here to tell you the story of, of how what's missing is affecting us as well. Right. Exactly. 
But they, they did set it up well for the future. So, you know, yeah. T'Challa's son, you know, once he gets a little older, you know, if, even if they do a time jump in the next 10 years, it makes him like 30 years old or some shit like that. Cool. I mean, it, this Ant-Man movie might help him, you know, become an adult. So, <laughs> right. you never know, right? It's like, I think this Ant-Man movie is going gonna to tell a lot. It's going to yeah. tell a lot. Like, the Doctor Strange one helped him, like, travel. Yeah. Right, because now they got the girl. Which happened um, from the 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 second Ant-Man movie, mm-hmm. you know, the Quantum Realm, and then Spider-Man kind of opened up the multiverse. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's going to be, I'm just trying to, I mean, movies, it's kind of hard to come down from Endgame, because Endgame was like... Endgame, yeah. But like and now, I, like nothing can really live up to that, but we got to think every... Superhero was in that movie, so it's like, yeah. now we got to get back to loving. And my my favorite yeah. my favorite Marvel movie right now is not in the game, but Infinity War because Infinity War that was a fucking amazing setup mm-hmm. to what Endgame had, and then it's just like you got Endgame that kind of just closed the chapter. Right, and now we gotta. There's a lot of new, old, like we lost some superheroes, so it's like we gotta. Mm-hmm. This is a new era we yeah. so we just gotta build it up like we did with the last run with Thanos. Yeah, it's like now Which I, I think Kang has a uh, he has in he actually has a chance to be just as badass as Thanos, but just because he looks like a normal man. Mm-hmm. And then Jonathan Majors, he he's he's an amazing actor. Like you know, just seeing some of his work. You know, now versus like, you know, like I, I really kind of noticed him in uh, The Harder They Fall, mm-hmm. we were in the Netflix movie, and then, you know, just seeing him in Loki and everything, it was just mm-hmm. like, cool, but he, he has some range, so I, I feel like as far as big bads, I feel like MC's in good hands. I feel like he can, he can be that villain that we all can, you know, love to hate or, or hate to love, whatever the fuck you want to do. But yeah, I feel like it's uh, it's one of them things that <laughs> you know mm-hmm. is is gonna tell a story. Like once we actually see the movie, we can be like, okay, yeah, this dude is gonna be something that we can either root against, or root for. And, and Thanos, even Thanos, like a part of you wants to root for Thanos because we can understand that sometimes, yeah, <laughs> it fucking like sometimes we wish that half of these motherfuckers around us are fucking gone. <laughs> you heard the reason why he did it to get rid of the, like to save the universe, I guess, right? Yeah. So if you get rid of half the population, it'll save every everybody who he deems savable. Mm-hmm. Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet. We watching the old uh, Dolphins versus uh, Buffalo game from week three. And Hamlin, our, uh, you know, our fallen Phil. out there. <laughs> oh, man, we had a rough year. Yeah, we did. We had a rough year. I think, as far as for the Bills, I think this is going to be one of our best shots to win in the next five years. Because, like, from a free agency standpoint, we're losing a lot of people next year. Mm-hmm. We can't franchise tag everybody. So I know. Cause we got Trey Edmonds at that's 
Is he in the contract here? I think so, yeah. He got drafted the same year Josh did. And Josh got his contract last year, so. Right. But it's definitely. Now, would he have that, um, now, would he have that, that fifth-year option this year, or? I think they used it this year on him. Okay. And then we got somebody else, too, that needs to be signed. Poyer. 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 Uh, Singletary. We re-signed Knox. Uh, I think AJ Finessa is up for free agency. Like, it's, like we got some choices to make. We got Benford, you know. Kair and all these good players. We got so Matt can, locked up. We got a lot of people locked up, but we're losing a lot of key things. That make our so I could see up. us uh, potentially franchising. Okay, if you put the tag on anybody, would you? Would yeah. you, would you probably Poirier. Nah, I would keep Edmonds. I mean, before Hamlin's injury, I would franchise tag Edmonds and just let Hamlin and Michael Hyde go out there, but. Now we're going to kind of need Porter. Because, like, looking at the free agency, yeah. we're going to see a safety we can bring in. You know? I like, I know uh, Tyron Matthew was out there. I know. That's why I actually thought we were going to sign. We're like, getting Von Miller back to help next year. Yeah, Von Miller might not be back until fucking the middle towards the end of next year, though. Depending that's, on how his rehab goes. That works better for us, though. I don't want him out there until late in the season anyway. Right. He older, <sighs> a year older. And it's like with Trey. Just take his time, let him come back. Have, right November-ish, let him get warmed up for the playoffs. Right. We need him for the Super Bowl, bro. Which I think if... I think if Vaughn never got injured, that, that would be... That would be a big difference. Look at him. <laughs> Look at him. He was dominant out there. He was what we needed. Right. He was what we needed. Now not having him, we don't get that same pressure as much as we used to. Like, we still get sacks every now and then, but yeah. it's like, not that. Like, that right there is nuts. Like, if Vaughn isn't playing there, that's a completion in the first down. <laughs> like, just those type of plays we don't get anymore. It's like, that's the reason why we signed them. Russo though, Greg Russo, like yo, I've been like this kid. The fact that he's learning under Bond Miller is great because Bond maybe two three years that Bond will, uh, you know, Bond uh, still be playing. You know, I think maybe another two three like two three years he may still be playing at a high level. But I think at the end of the day, like Greg Russo is going benefit the most from this because. Even Vaughn, like I said, that, that's a kid that asks him so many questions. Like, in his ear, asking him questions, getting advice, which is what you want from a young player. Like, yeah, kid, ask me all the questions. Get me in my ear. Ask me advice on how to, you know, get this shit together for you. Yeah. Yeah, we need that. We need, we need somebody to step up. Yeah. We need somebody. Cause next year's team's gonna look a lot different. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A lot different. I say our windows. I, I don't think our window was closing, but I think our window was like. As long as you got Josh, smaller. you got a chance. Yeah. As long as you got Josh, you does got Miami have a fucking retractable roof? No, nah, they got the uh, thing uh, we building on ours. 
like getting sand shade. Yeah. Yeah. They got that joint. Oh, they added like a couple years ago. We should have fucking won this game. Crowder back? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Crowder back. I forgot all about him. <laughs> right. Mike Hyde to be back. He got hurt this game. Because he didn't play the, uh, the next game. No, did he play Baltimore? I think he did. Yeah. Then that's the Baltimore game. Yeah, man. I'm ready. You ready? Playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? We are in the fucking playoffs. We won our division for the third fucking year in a row. That's what I've been waiting for all year. I don't care about the regular season. I already knew we was going to make the playoffs. Geno Smith has thrown 30 touchdown passes. Talk about a fucking comeback. Next year's schedule. Why the hell do we gotta face the Chiefs in fucking Kansas City every fucking year? Shit's getting old. NFL, get y'all shit together. Bring them to Buffalo. Swap the fucking Raiders with the Chiefs and whoever the fuck comes to Buffalo. But at the end, the NFC, or AFC West. We're so fucking sick of playing these motherfuckers in Arrowhead. Bring Patty Mahomes to Buffalo. Let him get his first taste of the Mafia. Front and fucking center. Yeah, we got Denver at home, Raiders at home, Dallas, New York, Jaguars, Tampa Bay. Russell wasn't been in Buffalo already. Let's go to Denver. So we got all those. Then our away opponents is Kansas City, Philly, Cincinnati, Washington, Kansas City, and Chargers. Y'all be vetoing that Kansas City game. Like, why the fuck do y'all got to keep sending us there? And then we we may even get a fucking... We may even get a fucking uh, overseas game next year. Which will fuck one of our home... <laughs> yeah, which will fuck one of our that's, home games. That's a home game, though. We got nine. We got nine home games. Eight votes. Yeah, so... Yeah, I was reading something uh, yesterday that said that... That that may take away one of our fucking home games, which would make sense. We lost me. one this year. I know. So give us give us our nine fucking games, NFL. <laughs> we had like, eight this year, <laughs> but it's technically seven. Yeah. Detroit we, was. We lost one. It was like that fucking year that New Orleans dealt with the fucking Hurricane Katrina, and a lot of their home games. Well, all their home That's games. That's crazy because that was the first storm. Good thing we didn't have one for the blizzard, because they wouldn't have been able to make it. Right. Oh, they left the day the blizzard hit. Who did we play that week? Miami? No. Who did we play after Miami? Oh, after Miami, uh, shit, wasn't it, uh, Cincinnati? Didn't we play somebody before? The Jets, right? Patriots, and it was like. It wasn't on oh, Chicago. That's Chicago. Right. Yeah, they, they had to stay out. 
they play Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, that Blizzard yeah. here Friday. We play Miami. So they Thursday. Then we play the Bengals. Like I canceled. I will play Miami. Here we go. Oh, I'm kind of glad we got rid of Zach Moss looking at this game. <laughs> I know he ain't happy. Colts is a shit storm, man. I feel bad for that team, man. But the Colts is going through what we had to go through. Right. Labels in that run. Every year, Colts 13 and 3, 14 and 2, 15 and 1. Every year, when you watch Peyton Manning and Brady, right, here go Buffalo. No quarterback. <laughs> right. Coast Defense out of this fucking world. And we got running back when we had Marshawn fucking Lynch. Fucking receivers, when we had Lee Evans. But we are, well, we're not necessarily out of time, but mm-hmm. uh, we got kids. I got to get one from school. Mm-hmm. So we're going to end this on that note. Yeah. Playoffs this weekend, Buffalo versus Miami. So we got Buffalo versus uh, Miami, Kansas City versus Baltimore. We have it's another game I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, the Chargers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Then we got the 49ers versus the Seahawks. Yep. Then we got uh, Dallas versus Tampa Bay. And then we got Minnesota versus... Another team we're missing. Minnesota versus the Giants. Giants. New York... The <laughs> uh, man. The New York football Giants. Dayball, man. <laughs> Dayball, our old offensive coordinator, great head coach. Got his team to the promised need land. Back. Well, not to the promised land, but. We need him back. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. We need him back. <laughs> we need Dayball back. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's it for us. All right. We are the Nerd Boys, Nerd Boy D, Nerd Boy B. With that being said, peace out, Nerd Boys out.